Today, we begin looking around the AL West with the Oakland Athletics. Just how bad are they? We'll discuss on today's episode of Locked On Mariners. Colby, hit it. You are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So the answer to the uh, question that I posed there is is very, very bad. We'll get into that here in just a moment. It is Tuesday, March 7th, 2023. This is Tidy Gonzalez and Colby Patnod for the Lockdown Mariners podcast. Thank you so much for making us your first listen. Subscribe, like, and turn on alerts if you're watching on YouTube. Or subscribe and leave a five-star review on your preferred podcast platform if you like what you hear. And if you want to hear from us even more, please consider signing up for our Patreon. The link as well as our social accounts is in the description below. On today's show, we're going to to start our AL West preview series with the Oakland Athletics, as I mentioned at the top. We're going to look at what they did this offseason, what their roster looks like as a whole, and what we expect to see from them this year. So let's start with the biggest move that they made this offseason, Colby. They traded Sean Murphy to the Atlanta Braves as part of a three-team deal with the Milwaukee Brewers. They also sent uh, right-handed reliever Joel Piumps uh, to the Brewers and that deal. Uh, the Brewers, of course, acquired William Contreras, and the uh, the A's acquired catcher Manny Pena, Kyle Muller, Freddie Tarnock, and Royber Salinas from Atlanta, as well as outfield prospect Suri Ruiz from Milwaukee. Uh, so yeah, this is uh, this is a big deal. I mean, like they they traded a essentially a top five, top six player at one of the most premium positions in the game. The the A's got even worse somehow than they already were coming out of this past season in which they finished dead last in the AL West. They were, of course, one of the worst teams in all of professional baseball. So uh, we didn't really talk about the Murphy deal on on this show. I think we talked about it a little bit on our Patreon show when it happened. Patreon.com forward slash control the zone, by the way. Uh, so uh, what do you uh, what do you think about the the deal for Murphy? Did they get enough for, for Murphy? No. <laughs> I mean, no. They didn't. Um, the thing I remember most about that Murphy deal is somehow Milwaukee got the best part of that deal. Um, yeah. Which weird, but uh, no, they didn't. But it's also not that big of a surprise because, you know, one of the things that we talk about with Oakland when we talk about, you know, potentially trading for some of their players every single year is that they sometimes do bulk deals and they sometimes value guys who are closer to the big leagues than they do guys who are higher upside. So they're kind of a weird organization. Um, Ruiz is, is interesting. Like he's certainly interesting. And Moeller at one point in time was, you know, this very highly rated prospect and Tarnock certainly has some stuff. Like they didn't get, it's not like they got nothing Mm. for their best player. It's just that they didn't get a lot. Um, very little in star. None of the guys they got are going to be stars. Like, let's just put it like that. Yeah. Um, so they traded a star and they didn't get anybody with star upside. Uh, now you could trade a star and if you get, you know, two, three, win guys and a, a two, win guy, and, you know, kind of like a one, one and a half win guy, like, fine. Like it's possible. It's just unlikely. And I don't think Oakland did really anything to, to speed up their timeline, quite frankly, because they traded, what was it with three years of Murphy? Two yeah, years of Murphy? I uh, believe three years. The, the, the thing for me with this deal is that it really didn't make sense for anyone except for Milwaukee. Right. Oh, I yeah, agree with you that Milwaukee. Yeah. Milwaukee got William Contreras, who was really good this past season for Manny and, Pena and for Manny Pena and Esteri Ruiz. Right. Yeah. Did yeah. I, did I miss anyone that Milwaukee sent in this deal? No. I don't, I don't think so. I think that was it. 
that's crazy yeah so and then like from the brewer or from the braves uh perspective as well like you have Darno and you had William Contreras. Why are you yep. trading for Sean Murphy? I just, that was the most mind boggling trade of the whole off season for me. Um, and yeah, the A's like, they, they just, they got 50 cents on the dollar for Sean Murphy, who again, especially in a barren wasteland of a, of a catcher market this off season, like where really they, they held a, um, almost a monopoly really with Sean Murphy this off season. And, and they didn't, they didn't execute that very well, in my opinion. That was that was that was a rough trade for them. No. Yeah, <clears throat> you know, there's kind of an old saying: uh, they either think they know more than everybody else, or they do know more than everybody else. And either way, they're they're right. <laughs> um, so it seems at this point, Oakland, like David Forrest, like nothing's going to happen that he's going to lose his job. <laughs> like mm-hmm. it's not a very appealing job to begin with. So, uh, but yeah, that that was that was a bad trade. Like I, I, I don't think they got as much as they could for those guys. I think this has the potential to be another Josh Donaldson trade for them. um, Where you remember they traded Donaldson for a lot of bulk and a lot of, you Mm -hmm. know, MLB ready guys like Brett Lowry. And that just did not work at all, Mm -hmm. but uh, Mm -hmm. we'll see. They certainly gained a lot of years of club control in the deal, but for me, they came up short on what they should have gotten for, a guy who was the best catcher available and there was really only one really good catcher available in free agency even. And that was Contreras. Right. So I just think they came up short. So Murphy, um, I believe had three years left of club control, uh, when the deal happened, but he ended up signing a six year, $73 yeah. million dollar extension <laughs> with the Braves. Fantastic <clears throat> deal for, for Atlanta there. Mm-hmm. Uh, that locks him up through 2029. Uh, and that's a club option for 2029 as well. So that's just another home run of a, a of a deal for for the Braves and for Alex Anthopoulos. Um, so all right, so the rest of the offseason for the A's was weird. They were pretty active in free agency. You know, on the back end of free agency, they added yep. Jace Peterson, who I believe was like a two win player last year yep. uh, for the for the Brewers. Uh, Jesus Aguilar, uh, who's known as a you know great clubhouse guy. Uh, veteran that they're they're gonna have there to you know help with uh, some of the young guys there uh they ended up trading aj puck um one of their better relievers left-handed reliever to the marlins for former top five pick jj bladay uh, he's probably going to be their opening day left fielder um and then uh you know uh, they added aled mistias uh from the mm-hmm. astros in free agency as well uh, and then they added a really interesting pitcher, actually a couple of interesting pitchers. The the one though, Shintaro Fujinami out of Japan. Uh he's slotted to be near the top of their rotation after Paul Blackburn. And then they added uh Drew Rachensky uh, out of the KBO, had a pretty uh pretty good run in the KBO, but he's 34 years old. I believe the Mariners were even rumored to to at least kick the tires on Rachensky uh this offseason. Uh, but he ends up going to Oakland. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they also added Trevor May. Uh, yeah. who we've talked about a lot for the Mariners uh, in uh, previous off seasons. So he's probably their, their highest leverage guy out of their bullpen entering the season, um, which not great considering what May's done over the last couple of years and the, you know, the injuries that he's dealt with. So uh, what do you think about their off season as a whole? I think <clears throat> there were times where it looked like they were just spending money to say they spent money. And when I say spend money, I mean giving guys like eight million dollars a year. So not yeah, they, they not, spent forty million dollars in total <clears throat> this mm-hmm. offseason. And I actually think 
they did a decent job in free agency. I mean, May is certainly a guy who could bounce back and, and be a nice trade chip. Uh, Peterson is a guy, if he's, you know, a two and a half one player again, like he was in Milwaukee last year, that's an attractive trade chip. Ledmus Diaz is a guy who can kind of play all over, hits lefties very well. That's an attractive trade chip. Um, so I think they did a pretty good job of going out there and getting guys who they don't want to be Oakland A's on August 1st or whenever the trade deadline is this year. Uh, but I actually think you know they went out and they they lengthened their lineup albeit not with not with great <laughs> not with great players but this is a team that last year was 30th in baseball in average 30th and on base 30th in ops 29th and runs 27th and home runs mm, there was a lot of holes in this lineup and they went out and they got at least major league quality guys to to fit, slide into these this lineup so um <clears throat> They, they didn't get significantly better, I don't think, but I think they got better overall. And, and I like the the signings they made. I think they all make a lot of sense for a hmm. uh, rebuilding team if the idea is, let's see what we can get for these guys in, in you know late July. Right. And we'll talk about that more, maybe some guys that might appeal to the Mariners in, in July when they're looking to add at the deadline. We'll go over that in just a little bit, as uh, as well as looking at the A's roster overall and uh, looking at some, you know, how we feel that they're uh, they're going to do this season in just a moment. But real quick, a reminder, this episode of Locked On Mariners is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you ch- have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free create a free job post in minutes on linkedin jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people then add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your linkedin profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire it's why small businesses rate linkedin jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash lockedonmlb. That's linkedin.com slash lockedonmlb to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. And you're listening to the Locked On Mariners podcast. Thank you again for making us your first listen. Before we get back into previewing the Oakland Athletics for the 2023 Major League season, a reminder, we are doing a giveaway. We are giving away two main level tickets to any of the Mariners value game series over the next two months. So either April or May. Uh, You choose if you win whichever game, whichever series you want to go to, and I will buy you and a friend or family member two tickets to sit main level and watch the Mariners go up against, say, the Brewers or the Rangers or the Angels or the Athletics. So let us know uh, which one you would like to go to, which team you would like to see down in the comments below, because you have to leave a comment on one of our videos or all of our videos that are coming out this week in order for you to enter as well as subscribe to our YouTube channel. So get that done. If you haven't already, little subscribe button is right below our dumb little faces. All right. So yes, you, yeah, I'm talking about you. Yes, you. All right. So let's look at this, uh, A's roster overall. Um, it is, um, in the words of Anthony Fantano, not good. It is not, not good at all. Uh, 
<laughs> let's just go over some of these names that are right now projected uh, to be uh, in the A's lineup. This is their projected lineup against right-handed pitchers, according to Fangraph's roster resource. Tony Kemp, Ramon Laureano, Seth Brown, Jesus Aguilar, Jace Peterson, Shea Langoliers, J.J. Blade, Nick Allen, Asuri Ruiz. Uh, yeah, not not great. Uh, their rotation, Paul Blackburn, uh, Shintaro Fujinami, James Caprillion, Drew Rachensky, Ken Waldachuk, uh, who, of course, they acquired in the Frankie Montes deal. That deal's actually looking pretty good for the A's. Uh, it's probably one of their better deals here as of late uh, with Montes. Injured again. Um, but yeah, uh, let's go through their bullpen as well here real quick. Uh, Trevor May, as we mentioned earlier, Zach Jackson, uh, Danny Jimenez, uh, Domingo Acevedo, who, of course, <laughs> is the man that Cal Raleigh took to uh, Dongtown to end the drought. Uh, Sam oh, Ole, Chad him? Smith. Yeah, it was him. I uh, had forgotten JP about Sears. that. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. And uh, Adam Aller. Um, and then their bench looking like Manny Pena. Uh, Ryan Noda, Aled Mestiaz, and Christian Pache, who was god-awful at the plate last year. Uh, so, yeah, so so what do you think about this this team overall, just as it's projected well, by Fangraphs? First of all, guys, uh, if you would permit me for one second, I need to tell Ty something that's not Mariners-related, but I'm not oh. going to have it hijack the show. So okay. don't worry. I'm going to say one sentence. You guys can see Ty's reaction uh, after I say this to see as he pieces it together. The era of the two Genos is not going to end in 2023. Oh, so, oh. in fact, unless Gino Suarez gets traded, it will not end in 2024 either. Oh, so, oh, oh I just checked anyways, my DMs. Oh, there you oh, go. So back, oh, let's go, let's go, let's go. <laughs> okay. Back to baseball for those of anyway, you who know, yeah. we will talk about what I just by the way, we're on. By the way, we're recording this on Monday, just for, for yes, those yes, of yes. you that. <laughs> yeah. yeah ahead of time so if you guys want to hear our thoughts on what i just teased if you know what we're te- what i'm teasing uh we will obviously be talking about that on our patreon show patreon.com forward slash control the zone anyways just gonna just uh, gonna hold this up here um you know i heard that i need more seattle memorabilia on the screen <laughs> anyway so so here you go there we go there we, there go. we go anyways so yeah i look at this lineup and i don't think Oakland's going to embarrass themselves this year. This to me doesn't look like a hundred loss team. Now it could, if they go out and they trade some of these guys, which I think they're probably going to, but I look at this team and I say, you know, Tony Kemp, he's okay. Certainly better against the Mariners than he is against anybody else, but he's okay. Ramon Laureano, you know, there's, there's some, we know who Laureano is at this point. Seth Brown was one of the best hitters in all of baseball in the second half of last year. Right. Like yeah. he was insanely good. Jesus Aguilar, you know, coming off of a bad year, but overall, usually pretty solid. Jace Peterson done it once. We'll see. Shea Langliers is huge upside. Um, I really like Lang- Langliers. He hits the ball hard, but there's a lot of, you know, a lot of work to be done there. Um, and in the bottom half of the lineup, it's mostly defensive guys. Lede, Nick Allen, who's the guy I really like coming out of, coming out of high school uh, when he was drafted, uh, but he's a great defensive shortstop. And that's the other thing too, is that I think the defense is actually going to be decent, which is not usually an Oakland A staple, but Nick Allen's a very good defender. My understanding is that Ruiz is a good defender. Uh, Jace Peterson's a pretty good defender. Loriano, he throws hard. I'll say that. Um, but I actually, the, the thing that actually keeps me from saying this roster is going to be bad. I actually think Oakland can pitch a, li- a little, 
Um, a little bit. I don't think by any stretch they're going to be like top 15, but I don't think they're going to be bottom five. I like right. Waldachuk quite a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, Blackburn, he's like a number five, number four, number five. Uh, very much a Chris Flexen type. Um, and then Caprillion is a guy who I'm waiting for him to take another step. Uh, maybe I, don't think, I don't think it's happening. <laughs> I think we're. I think the train has left the station. You're, you're probably right, but for some reason, I like. I'm going to give him one more year, and then the bullpen: yeah. May, Jackson, Jimenez, Acevedo, Mole, JP Sears. There's some guys who can get out, so I think they're going right. to be. I think the pitching staff's going to be okay. Um, not good, but okay. And then the lineup. We'll see because there's a very easy script to write where this is the worst lineup in baseball. Because mm. Peterson doesn't repeat, Aguilar's actually cooked, you know, Loriano doesn't find his footing, Langlers needs another year, Allen, Ruiz, Blade, they're all essentially mm. rookies who just don't produce. Right. I think there's a, a script here where this is the worst lineup in baseball. Um, I just find it hard to believe that this is going to be the worst pitching staff in baseball. So while I don't think Oakland is set up for success in 2023, I actually don't think they're going to be god awful uh if that makes sense but i do think the pitching is is interesting i'll I'll say it's interesting i don't want to say it's good or bad but i i i find myself intrigued by what oakland's going to throw out there on the mound this year yeah i mean like i'm intrigued by guys like fujinami yeah and you know blackburn like you said is a solid starter you know he's flexing you know yeah he could be like a number three you know at most if everything uh, breaks right yeah yeah and you know and i mean he was even vying for an all-star berth at, at, which of course speaks more <laughs> it's more the, about oakland yeah yeah, yeah yeah but but still uh you know he's he's been solid at, at times but yeah this lineup it's it's rough it, it's really rough and i mean you know seth brown is the the shining star of it uh, but he might end up getting he's, traded at some point. He's so probably getting traded. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, Oakland's got some interesting uh, prospects too that are going to. Yeah, they got, they got some interesting prospects. Sauter Strum's probably going to make his debut yeah. this year. Waldachuk already has. Medina is really interesting. And there's, the, there's this outfielder, this young outfielder, Lawrence Butler, who's been having yeah. a pretty good spring. Um, and he, he could steal some bags, play good yep. defense good hit Got tool. pop yeah yeah so uh he's probably someone that we're gonna see at some point this year mm-hmm. uh but yeah uh yeah looking at uh the a's uh top prospects here by fangraphs um luis medina uh kim waldachuk mm-hmm. tyler soderstrom that's their top three uh gunner hoagland uh zach jelloff uh daniel susak uh ryan cusick jt gen uh they JT got some arms and, yeah, um, none of those guys that I mentioned, aside from Waldachuk and Medina, are uh, expected to play this year. Um, but uh, but yeah. So overall, yeah, um, not great <laughs> in terms of uh, a full blown roster. But it's it's not the worst rebuilding team that I've seen either. Right? There's some interesting names. There's some guys that could potentially pop here. Uh, but let's talk about you know expectations here. For this team, uh, so last year, of course, they they lost 102 games. They were 60 and 102. Uh, that was what the second worst record in all of baseball last year. Um, obviously, last dead last in the AL West. So, what do we think? Uh, they they still a hundred loss team, or do you think we're going to see a little bit of an improvement here from Oakland? I'm going to give them a 63 and 99. No, um, <laughs> I think they're going to win around 70 games. 
Wow. Um, okay. I think I think seventy might be the ceiling, uh, mm-hmm. but I think they're going to be somewhere between sixty-eight and seventy-two would be my my guess. You know, typically we like to put a five or six game range on there, yeah. um, and that really depends on how quick of a start do they get off to. Are they, you know, are they in dead last by twenty games entering June? Then mm-hmm. they're probably going to be worse because they're going to start selling at that point. Um, but if they're, you know not the worst team we've ever seen, then I think they're probably going to, you know, roll, roll into July. And at that point, I think the floodgates will open and I'd be pretty shocked if Tony Kemp isn't traded for whatever you can get. He's in the last year of his uh, club control. I, I think, you know, Blackburn probably gets moved and mm. a couple of these free agents that they brought in, they would probably get moved. And then at that point, who knows? Cause they could be on a, you know, 75 win pace. And then after the deadline, all of a sudden, you know, they're a, they're a 60 win team and it's because they made all these moves, but I I think they're decent, not not decent. Decent is 500. I think they are better than they were last year, but not very good. I think they're like a 64, 65 win team. Honestly, like this is, this is a bad roster overall. I guess I'm just the, the Jace Peterson believer out of us. I guess. Yeah, I guess so. It's a good place to be. Feels right. Feels right. right. So, so to tie the Mariners into this whole thing, we are a Mariners podcast after all, mm-hmm. believe it or not. Are we? Um, well, our backgrounds wouldn't uh, wouldn't say so, but uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> a little inside joke. Uh, so which of these guys do you think the Mariners could target at, at the trade deadline this July when they're looking to add? I, I mean, we've talked about Seth Brown a lot, so we won't go over that whole thing again. Seth Brown's a fit, at least as of now. Uh, if, the, if the Mariners traded for him today or tomorrow that would be you know that would make a lot of sense don't think that's going to happen but that would make a lot of sense but outside of brown is there anyone on this roster that you think might appeal to the mariners obviously this is a lot of projecting and and all that but uh from what we know right now and in terms of who might be available anyone that comes to mind um jace peterson (laughs) uh jace jace peterson tony kemp some bench guys who you know you can play for a week if you need to and and mm-hmm. uh yeah but i i think brown is is kind of the obvious one here uh Aledmus diaz i could see maybe he hits lefties pretty well we'll see how gino looks i mean i don't think gino's gonna fall off a cliff but i think there might be a little bit of regression but overall no aside from some potential bench guys like i said like maybe loriano if you get really desperate and you know jared's just not hitting and and, and pollock just can't play every day then maybe Loriano makes some sense but I think to me it's it's like you mentioned it, it, it's Brown is kind of the obvious one and then maybe a maybe a Trevor May maybe mm. a Danny Jimenez maybe a um I mean I don't really imagine any Jim, of the, really any of the bullpen arms if they're good right if they pop yeah yeah, yeah. um but yeah I, I think you know Zach Jackson Trevor May any of the bullpen guys make sense uh I it's hard for me to envision a scenario where somebody like Paul Blackburn makes sense, but maybe you, you never know. Uh, it just feels like Seattle probably has three or four Blackburns uh, and then they would all be blocking Bryce Miller. So maybe uh, Manny Pena, if mm-hmm. you get kind of into the year and Murphy gets hurt or, or Cal gets hurt and the A's want to bring up Soderstrom, then then maybe a guy like Manny Pena. But yeah, I think it's, it's Brown is kind of the, the obvious one here. And then, maybe a couple of the bullpen arms, but, uh, and, and everybody else will just be as role players with, uh, 
not obvious paths to everyday at bats. Right. And obviously this A's team has a lot of other things on its mind other than just what's happening this season. Obviously the the potential impending move to, to Vegas is kind of dominating the conversation around this ball club right now. Uh, so that's, that's kind of what's at the forefront here. Uh, not really what this team is going to do in 2023 because frankly, if this team sells or ends up moving to Vegas, there's a good chance that uh, the way that the, the team is operated might change at least a little bit uh, at that point. So who knows? Uh, this, uh, this organization is, is one of the weirdest in baseball, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, again, I, I fully expect them to, to win like 64, 65 games. And once they get to the deadline and start selling pieces off, like you said, I, I think you covered all the bases here. Tony Kemp um is someone that we've talked about a little bit jace peterson could make some sense especially if right. like Haggerty or, or dylan moore don't work out um, right and i mean kemp is gonna go for zach deloach like yeah like yeah yeah it's so not yeah. gonna cost you a lot to really get any of these guys except for seth brown really that's that's about if he it. if he repeats what he did in the second if half repeats, yeah 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 or if you trade for him now whatever yeah. um but yeah so that's the A's. Uh, we're going to be doing uh, more of these previews um, this week and, and probably into next week. Um, we're having to record some of these episodes ahead of time uh, tomorrow or today for you guys, but tomorrow for us, Tuesday. Uh, we're going to be recording, I think, Friday's episode, and then we're going to take Wednesday off, or we're going to do a Wednesday show and take Friday off, or we're going to do a Wednesday and Friday show. I have an interview planned for Thursday with Alex Faust of Pitcherless, so that's going to be the Thursday show, uh, barring any scheduling changes. So there's your head up, heads up for uh, for you guys. Uh, but yeah, while Colby's on vacation, uh, we uh, we kind of have to record ahead of time and, and do all this. And that's going to be happening here for the next few weeks as well, because I also am going to be traveling towards the uh, the end of this month as well. So we're going to be recording a lot ahead of time. Right. I'll be in Arizona. So upload times kind of going to be up in the air. Maybe we get them up early, maybe right. record the night before. And like it, it's just going to be a little bit varied. So um unfortunately for the next few weeks you know things might be a little off but hey you know what if you subscribe mm -hmm. uh you get notifications when we post videos or podcasts so you can kind of kill two birds with one stone you know mm -hmm. you just go ahead and subscribe to both the podcast and the youtube channel and you'll know when we post stuff uh yeah. we're still going to post pretty much every day it's just going to be the times that we do post are probably going to be a little bit up in the air on a day-to-day -day yeah. basis or like yesterday for you guys, Monday, <laughs> you know, we have some technical issues as well. Things right. are going to get delayed even further. By the way, fingers crossed that this episode records properly. <laughs> if you're really hearing this. Wanna... Yeah, it did. We're good. We're yeah. good to go. Uh, but yeah, you know, subscribe and turn on alerts and, you know, you'll, you'll, be, uh, you'll, you'll be the first to know when, when our videos go up. And you'll also be halfway entered into our giveaway that we're doing for a couple of mariners tickets again giving away two mariners main level tickets to uh, one lucky listener uh, all you have to do is subscribe and then leave a comment on this episode or yesterday's episode or any of the episodes that we dropped this week uh, leave a comment on all of them let us know which game that you would want to go to if you win and uh, that improves your odds if you leave a comment on each and every one of these episodes because we're only going to pick one episode to choose a comment from and then we're going to randomly 
pick a comment from that episode. So that's how it all works. And we're going to be doing that next week. Anyway, that's going to do it for our show. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Lockdown Mariners podcast. For Colby Patton, I'm Tidy Gonzalez. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez, S-T-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z, and Colby at CPAT11, that's C-P-A-T-1-1. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok as well at Locked On Mariners. That's one word, Locked On Mariners. You can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode. Thank you again for making us your first listen. Now for your second listen, check out Locked On Fantasy Baseball. Win your league by listening to Matt and Dom every day as they bring you the best fantasy draft strategies. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts just like us. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And with that, have yourself a beautiful baseball day. And we'll see you when we see you. Peace.